And uh, Don, you have been given the—I was going to say—given the finger to do the, the, the different. Fa- you've been pointed at to give the announcement. So why don't you say why you're here and why Jason is here with you? Well, I'm here because I'm supposed to be here every That's Monday true. night. That's true. <clears throat> but um, we're fortunate enough um, that the Allen Cup is coming to the Ontario Hockey Federation next year. And the Ontario Hockey Federation and the Ontario Hockey Association have granted uh, the Dundas Real McCoys and the Hamilton Steelhawks um, the hosting of uh, the 2020 Allen Cup. And the unique part about this is it's been a tournament format of six teams, and it's opening today. The first game started uh, an hour ago in Lacombe, Alberta. And uh, for the first time ever, it will be co-hosted. And uh, I'll tell you, the it's, it's a lot of work. Um it's quite a challenge, and I couldn't be happier to be uh, with the Real McCoys and co-hosting with the Hamilton Steelhawks. They've done a fabulous job their uh, first few years in the league, and it will afford us a tremendous opportunity to, uh, from the Real McCoys to work with uh, Jason and George Roke, who own, uh, co-own the Hamilton Steelhawks, and we're excited because there'll be great marketing opportunities, and it's a great, uh, it's a great player recruitment thing. Uh, we found that out in 2014 when, um, I forgot who, I guess we won a double overtime in front of a sold out <laughs> arena. I'd forgot that part, but it, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a great rallying point in the community and I know our community will embrace it. And I know the, uh, Hamilton Steelhawk fans will as well. Do you know what you're getting into Jason? Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Uh, it's part of the reason we got in the league. I was, uh, I was fortunate to be around when Don and the Real McCoys were uh, hosting the Allen Cup in 2014. Uh, so, you know, I uh, got to see what it took uh, at that time to run it uh, as Don sort of led that group at the time and uh, progressed to myself and my partner, George Roke, uh, putting in an, uh, a bid to uh, own a hockey team in the Hamilton Steelhawks. And so, uh, you know, our end goal was at some point to host a national championship here in the city. So how did this then come to be as a dual bid, as a combined bid? You go first, Jason. Uh, I mean, how, right. how did this come around? Uh, well, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, um, the Kenora Thistles uh, up in Hockey, uh, hockey, can- hockey North, North. Um, they, were North. T- they, were to, they were to host the Allen Cup. And uh, prior to the season starting, uh, their hockey club folded. And uh, that left an opening to host that year. And nobody really knew what was going to happen with the tournament. So uh, Don and I started talking about uh, the format that the World Juniors had with the World Juniors being in Toronto and Montreal. And the reason they did that was based on um, ticket sales and and making sure that all the games are in prime time and, and good things for TV. And really, at the end of the day, the hockey fan. So as we started talking, we, we threw around the idea of, you know, co-hosting a tournament that would allow uh, both teams to host games in prime time. Uh, same concept for the fans. And so when we put a last minute bid together to try and, you know, bring that in, I think it was a bit too much to chew on maybe for the decision makers at Hockey Canada and it was awarded out east. Uh, so for the past couple of years, we've still been kicking around the idea of what would it look like if both organizations were to come together and combine resources to put on a host tournament in 2020 for the fans in both Hamilton and Dundas. And uh, part of it, Jason alludes to the tickets and the prime time. This is a this is not an inexpensive thing 
to put on. So you do have to sell some tickets. You do have to put some people in the building or else you're wearing it. No, we're screwed. Um, <laughs> to put it bluntly. <laughs> well, yeah. No, no. We'll, uh, no, people have to come. I mean, we'll, we'll go and get them at their house. and and. Uh, but the problem was, and Jason, and, and the only, when Jason and I were sitting around uh, one night talking about the Montreal and Toronto thing and, and, and uh, I'd had, I don't know, five or six cups of tea and then I started to lose my mind. So we thought it was a great idea. What we forgot about is the Montreal and Toronto are quite a ways apart. So we may not sell out both buildings every night, but when the Kenora thing come up and because we have a history of it, we hosted in 2003, we hosted in uh, 2014 and Brantford hosted in 2008. And, and the real McCoys, we've traveled to a number of Allen Cups. We were in Fort St. John, British Columbia. We've been Steinbeck, Manitoba. And you, you know, because we're from out of town and we're not a local favorite, you play the afternoon games. So we would show up in, in Fort St. Fort St. John, British Columbia, and the building sold out. And our guys are going, holy cow, right? So you go to Steinbach. But when you're in Steinbach, Manitoba, and you're in Fort St. John, British Columbia, you start realizing when you drive through town, there's absolutely nothing else to do there. And when you're in southern Ontario and the, and the there's greater... There's a few other options. There's all kinds of options. Some of them are the Toronto Blue Jays, although their attendance is not high. But, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of... Uh, uh, places to put your uh, disposable income, if you will. I mean, there's probably 15 junior teams within a 45-minute drive. So we can't create the same attention and interest for afternoon games, but we believe we can do far better at night. So I spoke to uh, Jeff and Bentley. He called me last Thursday night, and I asked him how their ticket sales were going. He said, I'm not sure if we can get to 1,000 packages. So they sell packages for $200 and $250, and he thinks they're going to sell 1,000 packages. I mean, that would be absolutely wonderful. But again, in Lacombe, Alberta, and I'm going tomorrow, I'm going to guess that there's not a lot to do except go to a hockey game. So what we did is we thought we would be better off playing both games in prime time and giving people a choice. That's the problem. There'll be some cannibalization with respect to attendance, but... I've talked to Jason because J.L. Greitmeyer's reopening. We're going to play on the Monday night. So we uh, uh, Hamilton won't play on the Monday night. They'll play on the Tuesday. So we'll both have our own standalone crowds. It'll be unique, but it, let me tell you, our afternoon games in Dundas in 2014, we couldn't draw enough people to have a game of bridge. You know, it's just there's just no interest, and people won't take the time off work to come to all the games. So if we're going to draw 150, 100 to 200 people in the afternoon, we know we're going to do far better at night. And uh, so we'll find out if we're right or we're wrong. We'll uh, we'll work hard on sponsorship. Jason's a master at that with his experience at the Hamilton Bulldogs. So we'll rely on him a little bit. And we've got, uh, we have both built up a pretty sound uh, um, sponsorship base and, and we'll try and grow on that. And I think it'll be successful. But when Brent Lads talked to us, uh, when Kenora, and even this year, he was he would still, Jason, I think you'd agree, prefer that there be one team to do it. And I said, well, Dundas won't. It's just too much work for our volunteer base to run two games a day, five days, and then you go to the Allen Cup. It's too much work. And then he asked Jason, and Jason's response is, well, if Dundas have done it before, and they won't do it. 
why are you wishing this on me, right? So this is the format we've come up with, and we're excited. We think it's going to be successful. So one of the things, Jason, that is always going to help when you're trying to bring people in is a local team. So in the past, it was Dundas. But there were times, Don, when you, in 2014, you also had Brantford there, I believe. Yes. Um, so, you, Jason, you now have the potential that you'll have Hamilton and Dundas and potentially Stony Creek or maybe Brantford or someone else. There's a chance half the teams here could actually bring people into the building. That will be a big help. Yeah. Um, I think if uh, the way it's set up is if Dundas or Hamilton doesn't win the league championship, whoever that league champion is will have an opportunity to uh, get into the Allen Cup tournament. So uh, you're right. If we can have three local teams, it would create that much more of a buzz. I mean, two, I think, is going to be fantastic on its own. But if you add a third one, it's it's gravy. The chances then of one of you, at least, getting in deep in the playoffs is pretty good. So you still have rooting interest later on. I mean, because if both of you lose the first round, I'm not wishing this on you, but I mean, you're, say you're saying what happens then with the playoffs. This makes it very much more likely there's going to be somebody still in there. For to sell a local ticket. That's yeah. right. Yeah, for That's sure. Right. I mean, even, you know, look, we're not, uh, I think Dundas got beat out by Stony Creek, but I'm sure based us all being in the OHA, we wish the Stony Creek Generals the best and we hope they represent the OHA and bring home the Allen Cup to us this year. So um, I don't hope that happens next year, but uh, <laughs> I do hope that that happens this year, speaking for Don, yeah. So how, how, is this, how is this going to work then? How is this going to work? Because again, you've got two arenas going on. You talk about cannibalizing each other. Is there a chance then that you could both be playing at the exact same time or are you going to try? Well, we will be. At some point, we will be. Or can you even work it with the schedule that when you talk about prime time, one's early prime time, one's late, and you have a shuttle bus or 10 that take people from rink to rink, or what do you do? Well, you know, we, we have to work on the ice time that we're allotted um, first. So we're in the process of doing that with City of Hamilton. Um, and, and I'm sure they're going to give us all the options possible. But one of the things we're going to look at is, you know, maybe a 5.30 and an 8 o'clock game on the same night. Um, you know, depending on, you know, schedules of, of ice time and, and availability. So there's still some logistics to work out, um, but we will get those things worked out and, and make sure that uh, uh, it's, it's in the best interest of the hockey fan. The buildings are only 15 minutes apart, right? So you can, so, so yeah. you, you, you can absolutely get there. So, and, and it'll be, I mean, it, it, it'll work out fine for the people that want to come to the games. They're going to cherry pick a little bit, but... You know, I, I've uh, I've said this to anybody that would listen. Um, I, if we in 2014, if we don't make it to the semifinals and play that prime time night game Friday night, and basically in front of a standing room only crowd, and then make it to the finals and fill the rink again, I'd have had to sell my house. Like we we would have lost thousands of dollars. I'm losing confidence here, Scott. <laughs> and I um, I uh, well, sorry what. One of us got to get to the finals. I'd I'd like to have the same result in 2020 as 2014. I'm not sure that'll happen, but that's what I'm working for. Well, and so what's happened in 2003, you hosted, and that was a, you, through that, you were able to lure Rick Vive to join the team. Yeah. Most people remember him. Uh, In 2014, you had a few other guys. You had uh, Jay McKee and you had Jason Ward that people remember from the Bulldogs. Is that, now that you have the Allen Cup... Is that enough of a lure that you start to find recognizable players that people may know and they start saying, eh. now, these are senior players, just so people understand if they don't know. These are guys who are generally done most of their big earning parts of their career, and now if they want to keep playing, they keep playing. But are, are those guys, is that who you're going after now? What do you do for, at this point to try and make sure people know who they're going to come and see? 
Well, recognizable names. Um, uh, Theo Peckham is a recognizable name to the Hamilton Steelhawk fans. He played for the Edmonton Oilers. Mike Moles made himself a recognizable figure. And what I have found, uh, and if Jason hasn't found it out yet, he, he's, he's about to find it out, that, that, that every time you go out four or five years from the last time, it makes it more and more difficult to sign Todd Harvey or Scott Walker. Those guys were personal friends. Uh, uh, Todd Harvey was uh, our coach's nephew, and I played ball with his dad. You know, but to every time you go out five years, these guys are now making that much more money. And when they retired, even if they're from Hamilton, Dave Anderchuk is a good example, lives in Florida. So these guys aren't around. So to get the Rick Vi- And they also made 50 million bucks. They may and not. I was going to say, and that's the problem. These guys are now multi-millionaires. So they really got to love the game to want to come back. McKee was great. Jason Ward was, I mean, very, he, he was very recognizable. He was a great draw. Um, but, you know, and Jason and I were talking, I said, if, if there was a guy that played 600 games in the National Hockey League in Phoenix... And he comes back here. He's not going to fill the rink. Rick Vive played for us. And the first, you would think that a guy that was a captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs scored 50 goals three years in a row. You'd put 2,000 people in jail, Greitmeyer Arena, when he signed. He put 350 people in that night. And the average attendance was only up 100. That's Rick Vive. So it doesn't work. you got to have a good hockey team. And I'm pretty confident um, that Dundas and Hamilton will both have excellent hockey teams next year. Um, the thing that it will do for us, um, this year, if we could have got the guys we signed, we'd have give Stony Creek all they could handle. They beat us once in overtime. They beat us in the last game 5-4, and they're defending Allen Cup champions. This year, when guys want to come, I'm going to say, this is how many games you're playing, or I'm going to move on to the next guy. Because we're not bringing in 12 guys just to play in the Allen Cup. We're going to entertain our fans throughout the year. The other stumbling block that made it difficult to get guys there. I mean, we had a we ended up last place this year, and I thought didn't have too bad a hockey team, but you got no hammer over them because we played a twenty four game exhibition schedule because everybody made the playoffs. That shouldn't be the case next year. Do you share that philosophy, Jason, or do you look at it and say, yeah, we want to win, but we also want to have people who, when they come, they go, oh, that guy, I know that guy because I've seen him play somewhere before. Where where do you fall on? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think um, somewhere in the middle there. Uh, I think that when you bring in a Theo Peckham, um, and it adds some credibility and legitimate legitimate uh, status to your team, uh, to the league. Um, you know, he played six years for the Edmonton Oilers. He had a pretty good, uh, you know, pro career. And then people start saying, well, if Theo's playing, then you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll come and play it. But, you know, Don's right. I mean, we're, we're not getting, um, you know, Shane Doan, who just retired, to come and play for us. He's, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but guys that have played three, four, five hundred games. Although Ryan Smith, uh, former yeah. captain of the Oilers, he did play for the team out in Alberta until someone took a cheap shot at him. With his brother. Fair right? enough. So Fair there's enough. your relationship. Stony Plain is like, uh, is to Edmonton what Dundas is to Hamilton. So, and his brother played. And there was something else when you had, uh, when you had, I don't know about Vive, I mean, I don't know what, he, I can't remember his background, but certainly with Jay McKee and with Jason Ward last time, you were partly able to get them because these were guys that had never won a championship before. So That's you had something to offer beyond money for them because they had lots of money. 
There are there, there are people out there that think I'm brilliant at recruiting hockey players, and I'm going to let them carry on thinking that. But it's all who you know. We got Jason Ward because Jason Dalio introduced him to me. That was a good move, right? We went for lunch. <laughs> was it in the league? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, it was right, in the though? league. Yeah, I. Uh, we didn't know. we didn't pay him because we don't pay our players. You want you have to want to play, and Jason had never won anything, and he wanted to win something, and he thought Hamilton was a great place to do it. Right, so for him, that was the key. The thing, the thing that gives credibility, legitimacy, and everything else to the program is what happens is if you bring a Theo Peckham in, you bring a uh, a Rick Vive in. What they do is they come and then they see all the other good players that maybe have played in the American League or the East Coast League, because. For the most part, almost all the players in Dundas and Hamilton will probably have played some type of pro hockey or they won't be good enough to play in the team. There'll be some exceptions, but not a slew of them. There'll be some CIA guys and OUAA guys and CIS guys, rather. CIA not guys spies? Are, no, the <laughs> CIA guys are following Trump around. They're too busy. But though that will legitimize it, and then they'll, love, they'll fall in love with the product, and that's the key. We don't care why they come. We just want them to fall in love with what we're doing. Who gets, have you guys figured out yet, or is it an arm wrestle, or is it a, something else for who gets the championship game? Well, I think we're going to play that by ear, but Don said Hamilton, and I wasn't going to disagree with him. But I said, you know what, Don, maybe what we should do is let's just see who gets to the finals, and maybe we can decide, you know, who's building we're going to play in. Could you do that? Could you play it that loose as far as where the game is going to be if one of you made it? Honestly, because it would seem uh, to make sense. Well, I, I I would like to do that. I'd like to be able to talk to the city of Hamilton to have both rinks available flexibility-wise. We've got the ice. Yeah. So, and you know, when you buy your ticket packages, they're flex tickets. You could use them at either facility. Um, so, you know, I think that's not going to be an issue logistically on getting people through the doors. Um, and, you know, ideally in a perfect world, it's Hamilton hosting Dundas at the Dave Anderchuk Arena. 